So now maybe take some, take a step back, think about what happened, let yourself feel it, and then come up with a plan of what you can do now about it. I think that's what, that's kind of what I do. It might work for some people, might not. For me, it works really well. And when I, so I'm here, right? I go lower. And then when I go lower, I let myself go even lower so that I can bounce up even higher. Mm. That's sort of how I see it. G'day and welcome to the NCP Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Rob Maliki, coming to you today from Basque country in southern France. I'm not in Australia at all as I record this introduction. I'm down in the south of France where my wife's family has a little holiday house on the coast. It's baking hot today. And so I'm sitting in the shade and enjoying it as best I can. In this conversation, I'm talking with Sedef Ozen from Victoria University, who's early in her NCP journey. And we go deep into the application and interview process. Seds is on her way to South Korea, and we talk a lot about self-belief and overcoming doubt and handling imposter syndrome. So even if you've already been through the interview and application process, I think a lot of us can relate to some of these feelings of self-doubt. And we have some really actionable advice about how to deal with those things. Seds also talks about how just to flip the idea of this interview process on its head and look at it as an opportunity for showcasing your resilience and showcasing your achievements as opposed to holding those things like there's a burden of proof that you need to prove yourself. In fact, no, this is a showcase. It's not a burden. And the conversation to me really highlights the fact that if you've gotten this far in the application process, then you belong. We're all part of this community. And if you've gotten this far, believe in it, believe that you belong and you've got something to contribute to this scholarship community. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Seds Ozen. Thanks for your company. I'm coming to you today from Garrigal Land in Sydney. And my guest, I'm thrilled to have her here, is Seds from Victoria Uni. We've got an awesome interview coming up all about her experience at VU and the Bachelor of Psychology, amongst other things. Seds, great yes. to have you here. So my name is Sedef, or my nickname is Seds, and I study at Victoria University in Melbourne, and I'm in my third year currently doing a Bachelor of Psychology Honours. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be doing this interview as well. I've seen a lot of your work and really excited to speak to you. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Awesome. So VU, let's let's start there and then read a little bit about your background. Fascinated to get into the details, but tell me about VU. What's it like to study there? Sure. Um, so Victoria University, we have two main areas. So VU in Melbourne and VU in Sydney. I'm in Melbourne at the moment where we have, I think it's six campuses now. I'm situated in the Footscray campus, so the yep. Footscray Park. I've been studying here for three years, like I said. I'm in my third year and I'm loving it, honestly. The thing that drew me most into VU was the block model. Yes. I found that the block model has been really helpful in terms of my lifestyle and just my study habits in general as well. It's quite quick paced. So just a little bit of the block model, what it is, it's four week blocks. Uh, so each block is a unit. And once you complete a unit, you don't go back to that ever again. So once you complete that unit, you're done, you focus on to the next one. So you focus on one thing at a time, which I find is really helpful and useful for me. And in terms of the classes, three days a week, three hour classes, very easy, very simple. I found that I've been able to really juggle my work with that as well. I'm working five, six jobs at the moment. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> so that's really helped. Um, Brilliant. And that's kind of why I chose it as well because I'm quite a busy person and it really helps keep up. <laughs> You've recently won a pretty pretty big award. Tell me about that. <laughs> oh, oh, the New Colombo Plan Scholarship. Oh, my goodness. Where do I even begin? The New Colombo Plan Scholarship came into my life in a very unexpected way, but it's honestly been such a blessing. For those who don't know, the uh, New Colombo Plan Scholarship Program is an initiative by the Australian government that supports students through providing them opportunities to work, live and study overseas in one of the 40 Indo-Pacific regions of the world. And I was lucky enough to be chosen as one of the 50, uh, 150 students to go overseas to be a part of this amazing initiative. And I'm going to South Korea, hopefully mid this year. So I'm really excited. Even talking about it now, it honestly still feels so unreal. But every time I do talk about it, I am filled with so much excitement and whew, like overwhelmed sense of happiness, honestly. <laughs> tell, tell, me, tell me more about the whole process. Tell me about the adventure from start to finish. Where did you first find out about it? Oh, my God. Okay. It found so, you, didn't it? Pardon? It found you. <laughs> Honestly, it really has. So the way the new Colombo plan works is they communicate initially with partner universities or universities in Australia. And the university study abroad team sends high achieving students an email to let them know, hey, you're in high achieving students. Would you maybe want to apply for the new Colombo plan scholarship? When I received that email, I was in my room. Sometimes I get into these mellow states where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Where am I at? Like, I feel like I'm not getting anything done. I feel like, you know, I could be doing so much more and I have this energy to do more, but sometimes I don't know where to apply it. And the new Colombo Plan Scholarship, I guess, invitation to apply came into my inbox right as I was thinking about that, looking outside my window thinking, what am I doing? When I saw that email, I was like, okay, wow, this sounds amazing. I already had some prior knowledge of new Colombo Plan. I never thought I would find myself or like be putting myself in that sort of a position, but I didn't know about it. And so when I received the email, I was like, this is so something that I could do. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's get on. <laughs> so I had a look. I did ample amount of research on it. As soon as I received that email, I was like, okay, is this something that I can actually do? Like, am I capable? I had a bit of imposter syndrome, but I was motivated. I was like, okay, I've always wanted to go to South Korea, which is now my uh, travel destination and that was on one of the countries the list of the countries so i thought what better experience can i you know pursue than this i really wanted to apply for it and that was how i kind of was motivated to apply for it but even in a more general sense i i come from a very disadvantaged background so i was i grew up in Turkey. I was born and grew up in Turkey and I moved to Australia when I was five. My family and I grew up pretty poor. So throughout my life, I've been honestly trying to break that cycle of poverty and also find a better future for myself, but also be able to kind of help people not experience that as much as they do. Obviously, it's never a good thing to experience, but I found the key in education and that's what I clung on. And the scholarship also, a big factor of, or a big component of it is the education, the study sector. So choosing a course, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. That's <laughs> no worries, I'm kind of tripping over my own words now. <laughs> you know what, it's so important for people to 
to realize that it's you know firstly for some people to realize how fucking lucky they are to have a, such an easy ride out of you know mm. high school into yeah. university and into life in general but then to rise up out of that is also a massive challenge as well isn't it yeah exactly. you never leave it behind it's always with you absolutely i feel like that experience and that way of you know the way my upbringing was i feel like it really contributed to who i am now and like what i want to do and the passion and energy that i have in me to do good and to you know make an impact one way or another so that was also a major um motivation of mine when applying for the new colombo plan scholarship i really wanted to make a change i really wanted to make an impact and i feel like by traveling to south korea and studying their intern getting an internship there volunteering there all those activities that i'll be doing there will be a step closer to that goal that i have of making a difference so i'm really excited for that <laughs> that's incredible that's incredible yeah and so a question i want to ask is your family okay have you got friends have you still got family back home given the, the yeah. recent recent circumstances over in turkey with the big yeah. earthquake luckily um i do have some distant relatives there they're okay but yeah most of my family is here we're a small family it's just my sister yeah. me and my mum. um father passed away when i was very young so that was also another hardship in my life but yeah we we're okay they're okay the events that happened in turkey are very very tragic and honestly my heart goes out to everyone in turkey at the moment and in syria as well but we're so fortunate that my family hasn't been impacted by that directly mm. yeah you've, you've had to fight haven't you <laughs> yeah, well, you are. that's what it seems like to me am i am i right you're right <laughs> sometimes so, i don't give myself enough credit for that though <laughs> it's written in you you know it's like you're carrying battle scars that, that when one looks can see but you know, you're charging ahead and you're going to make a massive difference in the world. So I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional too. Like, <laughs> good on you, respect, because it's not, that's not an easy, an easy thing that you've been through, but you're doing it. And now you're going to go off and do this, this freaking crazy program. That's yeah, beautiful. Right. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's still, when I think of receiving that scholarship, I'm like, wow, how did I get so lucky? Like, wow, luck is really on my side. But the other part of me is saying, like you worked really hard for this better like you i guess you deserve this and i guess this is two sides of my brain fighting saying you know oh you're not good enough you're just lucky and then the other part of me is saying oh, you have gone through all this now you deserve to be rewarded with such a amazing scholarship like this so it's really overwhelming in a good way <laughs> can you tell me about that moment and once again if, if you don't feel comfortable or you want to cut it out later then we can do that but you know, when you hit those moments and you're just like, oh, uh, honestly, and being right up front, I had one of those yesterday. I had a shit day yesterday. I'm a very positive person, but just just had one of these like, what the fuck am I doing with my life kind of moments? You know, this is not one thing I'm working on, just not going as planned. I've put heaps of time into it, heaps of time into it, and it's not going well. And I'm like, what am I doing? When you hit that point, what do you do? I mean, not necessarily that something is not going as planned, but when, mm. you know, when you when you're struggling, what what mm. do you do? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm sorry to hear that, Rob. I hope you're doing okay. Today's good. Today's a good day. <laughs> That's the good. optimistic Rob is back. We love that. We love optimistic Rob. <laughs> so when I am feeling a bit low or feeling as if I'm feeling like stagnant in life, that's how I like to describe it. You know, I do a lot in my life in my daily life you know all the jobs that i'm working all the activities that i partake in but still somehow i have this imposter syndrome where i'm like oh i'm not doing enough like 
why are you wasting your life today? That sort of stuff. When I do experience that, honestly, I think the first thing I do is let myself drown in those thoughts. I know it might seem a bit unhealthy, but I feel like processing it and kind of understanding it, understanding why I'm experiencing it and understanding that that's actually not the case and that I am doing things and that I am, you know, progressing and doing all these amazing things with my life. But taking a moment to let yourself feel that, you know, trying to escaping it, trying to escape it isn't always the best move in that very current moment. So I let myself experiencing it, experience it. And once I do experience it and kind of sit with myself for a bit. I like to be alone. When I'm alone, I like to think. I like to think about my future, what I'm doing now, what I will do in, you know, tomorrow, in a week's time, in a year's time, and so forth, so on. And then I will I will come up with a plan. And I think in the moment where I felt a bit lost before I saw the email about the new Colombo plan, I guess the new Colombo plan really helped me find that hope and build that plan that I was talking about and it can be anything you know you've spoken about your issue and how something didn't go as planned so now maybe take some take a step back think about what happened let yourself feel it and then come up with a plan of what you can do now about it I think that's what that's kind of what I do it might work for some people might not for me it works really well and when I so I'm here right I go lower and then when I go lower, I let myself go even lower so that I can bounce up even higher. Mm. That's sort of how I see it. And yeah, <laughs> that's, like that's kind of what happens in my brain. Exactly, like a trampoline. It's like, it's like they say, what you resist persists. You know, you've got, you've got, <laughs> oh, you've got, that's a good one. Yeah, I can't remember who's the quote, it's not mine, but what you resist persists. And it's so true when we try and fight back these feelings of whatever is, is bugging you, then it doesn't just go away because we've mm. pushed it away or we've fought yeah. against it. The only way to get through it's actually to sit with it. That's yeah. my view too. I agree with that. Can we talk a little bit about imposter syndrome? Because this is such a real thing for so many people. Maybe let's just talk about it in this this broad context. Oh, no, let's talk about it in the context of, of the new Colombo plan because you're you're by far the only from the only person that's you know, in the NCP cohort that's been like, should I should I be here? <laughs> You know, I'm so confident that that's not the case, that I'm not the only person who's been thinking it. I might be the only person that's saying it out loud. But, you know, I went to the training, the pre-departure training in December to Canberra with the rest of the 150 scholars and everyone seemed so confident. <laughs> I was like sitting at our tables and we were divided into all of our country tables and I was looking over at everyone and I was like, wow, like, these are all such amazing people. They've accomplished such amazing things in their lives. Then I look back at myself and I'm like, do I really belong here? <laughs> do I, like, I'm sitting here. What have I done that I'm so deserving of such an amazing scholarship that, you know, I'm sitting in a table. I've got my country pin on me. I'm learning such amazing things by listening to the speakers. Like, do I deserve this? Like, why me? You know, that is a question that I honestly asked myself every day when I was in Canberra amongst my fellow scholars and I don't think that feeling is going to go away but I think you know or maybe not go away but it is such a predominant feeling that I do get when thinking about the new Colombo plan when thinking about moving overseas to South Korea you know a completely different language a completely different culture what do you tell yourself oh what do I tell myself 
Yeah, I mean, you clearly you sit with it. You sit with it, and you're like, <laughs> okay, this feels it feels feels strange. Feel you know, it feels it's hard to be the outsider in the room. I've got an opinion on on what's it, what's to say about this, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, what do I say to myself? When I am in that moment, after all the overthinking <laughs> and doubting myself, I take a step back and I'm like, come on, think. Like, you're here for a reason. You went through that hard, you know, six-month interview period preparing for today, preparing for this training, preparing to go abroad. So you're not just lucky. You are deserving. So I try to really talk myself up and use you know, positive thinking and actually be logical about it. Because, <laughs> you know, imposter syndrome is very in your mind. It doesn't always reflect what is actually the case. So that's kind of what I try to tell myself. I try to come back to reality. What about that, you, Rob? That, that's it. Look, I think you're exactly right. The thing I would always say to anyone, it kind of goes back to that advice that you might remember from the preparation videos about doing the power pose and being like, I, I'm, you know, it's going to be great. I'm going to be, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to be awesome. I mean, you don't have to be quite so extreme, but it, it's literally about looking in a mirror is good because you literally look into your own eyes, mm -hmm. but you can just take that moment to, to just tell yourself, I, I belong here. I belong here. I am one of these people. These people, we're all the same. We've all earned our place and I belong here. And it's just that process of being in that group and, and telling yourself that you belong that you become part of it because I can tell you what, even the most confident people that are in that room, some of, I mean, there are some people who are just ridiculously confident. Okay. And never have any doubts, but normal human beings, <laughs> the rest of us do have doubts. When I was sitting on the reference group for the new Colombo plan, and I'm in the room with CEOs and the foreign minister and this person and that person, and it's very easy to sit there and just be like, Wow, this is this is a kind of cool experience. But the thing I always said to myself was, I'm I'm the mobility guy. Nobody knows student mobility like I do here. I mean, really about the ins and outs of what's going to give a student a great experience and how to make that the best experience. I'm the guy. And finding that little one thing that where you are the person is the reason why you belong to be there. And so what I'd say also to the people that are applying for the new Colombo plan, I mean, said you said that. Even when you're just applying for it, you're like, God, I mean, this is so huge, $60,000 scholarship, travel all over. Is this me? Yes. Yes, you belong. This is you. Universities don't invite you to apply for this thing unless you've got a chance to be part of that mix. So you belong. You always belong. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What we repeat to ourselves become true. I like to think, you know, it's not, you know, who we are isn't something that was, isn't inherent. It's something that we build. The same goes, you're sitting in this room with all these other people. You belong there because you've built yourself into something that's significant enough to have achieved that, to be there. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've worked really hard towards that one goal and you're here now. Like, why are you doubting yourself? And Correct. I think you're right in that it is a matter of shifting your mindset and really looking at why you are there and why you deserve to be there. So it's not um, an accident. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's, it. it's it's not an accident. You didn't you didn't just get picked <laughs> off the street and say, Hey, come jump on a plane down to Canberra and join all these people. It wasn't an accident. It was a lot of bloody hard work. Which yeah. means you did the work, you achieved it and you belong. You've earned it as much as anybody else in that room. Same thing, if you're applying for this thing, it's very normal to feel like you don't belong as part of that process, but there's nobody telling you that you don't belong except yourself. So let <laughs> other people talk shit about you, you know, like, yep. Yep. other people's job, your job 
is to build yourself up. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is so build true. yourself up. Oh, Rob, that's actually such a good point. I think that's something that I need to keep telling myself and that anyone who is experiencing imposter syndrome has to keep telling themselves. No one is telling you that you don't belong there except for yourself. That is a very good point, Rob. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Awesome. Well, look, hey, it's been great to chat. Any key piece of advice that you might have? If somebody's thinking of applying for the new Colombo plan, maybe they've received an email like you, maybe they've stumbled across it and they go, oh, I actually meet these criteria. Do you have any really actionable advice for them? Yeah. I would honestly say that you know yourself the best. And Going in front of the interview panel might seem very stressful. Even applying and writing out your application might seem a bit stressful and like you need to prove yourself. But what it really is, is you're just talking about yourself and who knows you better than you. So just keep that in mind and take it easy, take it slow, be you. <laughs> I love that. It's actually, as you, as you were saying that, what went through my mind was like, you said, oh, you, you're, trying to, you're not trying to prove yourself. And that's true. I'm wondering if, if maybe mm. you're trying to like cleanse yourself, you know, it's like, on, like, right. How's that? I've never thought that before, but yeah. isn't that a powerful process? The process of being, this is my chance to put down what I feel because it's just going like going off to a whole bunch of people who read it and like, <laughs> I don't know, it's a chance to put everything on the table and just be like, here it is. Here's all the shit that I faced. Here are all the things that I've done, the fight that I've had, the blood on the floor. <laughs> and and I'm standing here. I'm ready for this. Exactly. I think that's yeah. a really good way of putting it. <laughs> awesome chatting with you today, Seds. And good luck in Korea. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob. And lovely speaking to you as well. I, I can't wait to, to chat in a couple of years' time to see, you know, check in with what's changed. Yes. Oh, I'm sure a lot will change. <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Seth Hosen from Victoria University. And I can't wait to talk to Seds again in a couple of years after she's had her NCP experience because this is a journey. And if you've come back from your NCP journey, maybe you came back years ago and you're deep into your career, I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to hear your story because these stories are what link us all together. We have something in common here in NCP land and that's that we are all powerfully connected by this story of experiences across the Indo-Pacific. And every guest who joins here, who comes on this podcast, could be the guest that changes your life. Because you maybe have ideas for your career about projects, different things that you want to do. You never know when that next guest might be the person that you need to get to know. So make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast feed and make sure you don't miss any episodes. It's been great having a company here and I look forward to joining you in the next episode of NCP Journeys. Have yourself an awesome day, whatever you're getting up to. I'm Rob Blicky.